0: I'm calling an audible today, I'm calling an audible, like they do in football. The teams call a play and line up against each other, but then one of them notices that something is wrong, the play isn't going to work, so they change it, they call an audible. I'm calling an audible today, we've lined up to do a confirmation today of Joshua, we have the Kneeler here for him. And you may have noticed this right added to the normal order of service in the bulletin, but I'm calling an audible today. Because Joshua is not worthy. You heard it. You heard Jesus himself say it. Whoever loves father or mother, son or daughter, anything or anyone really in this world is not worthy of him. And then Jesus added this too, whoever does not take his cross and follow me to death, whoever does not love me more than their own life is not worthy of me. So how can I let Joshua come up here today and say these things? He is not worthy by the way, Joshua would agree with me on this. That he is not worthy. He knows it. Maybe he thought he could pull the wool over your eyes. Maybe God too. But no, he knows he can't do that either. Oh, he may fool all of you. But he knows that God knows him better than he knows himself. That God knows all the sin that is in his heart. And there's quite a bit in there, isn't there, Joshua? And he knows. Because as St. Paul said today, the law exposed his sin. When he learned the commandments, he realized there was so much more in them than meets the eye. That he was more dreadfully sinful than he could ever imagine. He actually thought he was doing pretty good before that. Mostly doing good, mostly doing right. But then he learned how blind he had been. God's word exposed the depths of his sin. Yet still, he was going to come forward today and make some pretty bold statements. And I was going to let him. Good thing this gospel was assigned for today. But wait, what about all of you? You're not worthy either. But you've already been confirmed, and so you don't have to worry about it, right? Got all that out of the way and over with. But all of you are not worthy of Jesus, and you were going to come forward today and expect for me to give you the body and blood of Jesus in his supper? And I was going to let you. Maybe I should call an audible here too and just have the altar guild come up and clear the table. And what about me? My black heart, my hands with blood on them, the people and things I fear, love and trust more than God, and thus sin. What about me? I was going to put these filthy hands on Joshua's head and confirm him? Really? So I'm going to call an audible today. And not confirm Joshua. Not because he is worthy. I'm going to confirm him because of grace. Because what is happening here today is what happens here every week. A gracious God giving gifts to unworthy sinners. Now some think this was an audible called by God. That when Adam and Eve fell into sin, God was the one who had to scramble and call an audible His original plan was no longer going to work. But no. The God who knows our hearts, the God who knows everything, knew this too and planned for it. Planned to give his son for the life of the world. His most gracious gift to us unworthy sinners. Now, at this point, I am often asked why God then created at all. If he knew we would just sin and ruin it all. And while God hasn't told us the answers to all of our why questions, I imagine the answer would be along the same reasons as why we plant gardens when we know there's just going to be weeds. Why we have children When we know they're just going to rebel and be disobedient. Why we get married, even though we know there will be disagreements and fights? Because God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Because God is love, and love gives. So yes, weeds grew in God's perfect garden. And yes, his children rebelled. And yes, his bride fought against him and was unfaithful to him. And God loved through it all. He didn't like it. But he loved them. And he loves you. And this too, Joshua learned. That this is who God is From first to last, our God is a gracious God, a giving God, a gifting God. Creation, a gift. Life, a gift. Faith, a gift. Prayer, a gift. Baptism, a gift. The supper, a gift. And today, confirmation, a gift. Because not one of us is worthy. As you heard at the beginning of the liturgy this morning, if you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Not getting away with our sin and unworthiness, but having our sin and unworthiness taken by Jesus. And placed upon him. And having him pray the price for it. With his life. And then having the blood he shed. Wash us clean from our sin. And unworthiness to make us right again. Righteous. Just. Justified by him. Back to the way it was in the beginning. That it may be that way again. Again in the end without him without his gifts on our own the only thing we can do is keep digging our holes our debts our graves deeper we need someone to not only pull us out of those graves but fill in our graves and so jesus did with his own body And then he pulled us out with him in his resurrection. That we no longer breathe the stale, poisoned air of death. But breathe the breath of life. By the spirit Jesus gave, gifted, breathed into us through his word. That we have a new life. A different life. A godly life. Begun now. That will last forever. And Joshua knows this new life isn't going to be easy. He's already experienced that in his young life. And as much as we want peace in this world. And as much as Jesus wants to give it to us. The reality is often the opposite. The sword of God's word. God's truth. Isn't popular. And causes division. Even in families it always has even a quick read through the Bible reveals the Bible is not a peaceful book there is sin rebellion death and division everywhere even in families sinners are going to sin and no worldly peace is going to last we keep trying and failing Just take a look around from the Middle East to North Korea to the strife in our own country. It's like an earthen dam. Plug one hole and another will soon take its place. So instead of leaving peace up to us, our Lord came to do it. But one person at a time. One baptism at a time, one absolution at a time, one body eaten and blood drunk at a time. To do not worldly peace, but his peace, the peace of forgiveness, a gift from him to you. And then at peace with him, we can be at peace with one another But it is gift. Peace is not something we can do. Not lasting peace anyway. It comes from the prince of peace. Born in the manger. Crucified on the cross. Risen from the dead. Coming now in word and sacrament. And coming again in glory. That is our reward. When we receive those Jesus sends to us. The gift he gives us. Through them. The gift you receive here through the unworthy servant God put here for you. Joshua learned that too. That pastors are just as sinful and unworthy as the next guy. And this pastor taught him that not only in my words but also in my deeds, right, Joshua? But Joshua learned that when these filthy hands are placed on his head, when these sinful lips speak absolution, when these blood-stained hands put the body and blood of Jesus into his lips, something truly extraordinary is happening. The Lord is giving him perfect gifts through an imperfect Man, So he will believe and receive what he hears, not what he sees. And so he will not lose his reward. And so for the rest of you as well. And a confirmation is truly a day to rejoice, not in what Joshua has accomplished, but in the work of our Lord in him. And you. It is a day to remember that our Lord is faithful to all his promises. And that the work begun in Joshua in baptism, our Lord has continued to work in him. And you. And to remember too, that there is joy not only here today, but also in heaven. For all of heaven rejoices over one Sinner who repents and receives the gift of forgiveness and life from our Savior. So, yes, Joshua, grab your hymnal and come up here. And as you renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways, and as you confess the faith of the church in our gracious triune God, and as you confess your intention to continue in this faith and in this church, even in the face of death, let the words you will speak sink in. I do by the grace of God. So I guess this really wasn't audible after all but the way it always is. Pure gift, pure grace. The grace of God, the gift of a Savior, and a spirit of forgiveness and life for unworthy sinners. Gifts that will never let you down. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.